Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of All The Small Games. My name is Andrew Levins and unfortunately my co-host John Valenzuela is off raising a baby. Oh, I thought you were going to say unfortunately my co-host for today is Jackson Bailey. That, what that was shame. what I was going to say next. <laughs> also unfortunately uh, my co-host for today filling in John's enormous foot uh, shoes. Huge enormous shoes. foot shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have one of the hosts of Thumb Cramps, Plumbing the Death Star, and his new show, Baseless Speculation, all on the Sandspants Network. Jackson Motherflippin Bailey is here. Whoa! Oh, yeah. What's cracking? Um, it's been a long time since we did an episode of All the Small Games together. We've mm-hmm. done multiple episodes of other podcasts together. Yeah, yeah. But the last time we did an episode of All the Small Games with you, Jackson, was with Joel Zamet as well. You, me, John, and Joel were mm-hmm. all inside a weird hotel guy that you guys were staying in in Sydney. We did, we did it like around a card table. It felt very strange. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, it was the first time I... Like, the first time anyone introduced uh, yeah. Zamet to the, to the game Slay the Spire. Oh, wow. Wow. That was that moment. The yeah. thing that has consumed his life... And what's great the... about that is that I thought, oh, uh, Jackson will like this. Wow. And I showed it to you and you were <laughs> yeah, like, this is right. definitely not my I'm, thing. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Jackson, so Joel was looking over the, over your shoulder like, what is that? And yeah, we yeah, all know like, if, if you listen to Thumb Cramps, I think Joel put in over 100 hours into that oh, game. Absolutely. And it's still uh, like occasionally he'll start playing it again and just he'll be gone again. We'll, we'll <laughs> lose him off to the ether. It's crazy. <laughs> that man has a problem, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So, um, if you are aware of Jackson, you'll mm-hmm. know that he has a love of Nintendo 64 era games. I do. I don't know what it is, but it's the last time video games were good. I, don't, I can't explain it, but every time I pick up a modern game, I'm like, ah, like Pokemon Snap. I've been playing Pokemon Snap and I'm loving it. It's, it's probably one of the most, like my favorite modern games that I've played in a long time. But then I hit a certain point where I'm like, there's so much to do. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Nothing's clear. I I've been playing this for three hours. Why isn't this over yet? <laughs> yeah. Somebody wrap it up. Give me the end credits so I can move on with my life. And then I'm like, let's see what Nintendo 64 games are available on the Nintendo Switch store. Because I have not, for some reason, bought a Nintendo 64, even though like that seems like the obvious choice. And Yeah, fully. Wow. Um, so yeah. Jackson and I have a deal. Um, where at the end of each year, <laughs> yeah. um, we play each other's games of the year. I don't know how mm-hmm. the deal was forged, but it happened <laughs> <Yeah>. this way. <laughs> no one and can so remember how it began. Yeah, That has you resulted in playing Blasphemous and not mm-hmm. enjoying it. Yeah. And um, Ori, Ori and the, the Willem the Wisps. Which I loved. Had a great oh, time great. with. So yeah. we're, we're, we're 
one from two for me. Yeah, and and um, that's resulted in you playing obviously two rock two seeds of evil and Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer, which, which are both I assume you've loved. Yo, two, two, three from two somehow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, they are both Nintendo sixty four games that were ported mm-hmm. to the Switch, and they both yeah. happen to be your games of the year. They were. The they were my they games were of the year twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. And who um, knows what's going to be 2021. It's, it's very exciting. So <laughs> a, on today's yeah. episode of All the Small Games, I am going to review a game that I am pretty sure you would love because yeah. it is a love letter, I guess, to to that era of gaming. An extremely mm-hmm. hard love letter. Oh, um, that's good. It's, called, it's a game called Blue Fire. And then you are just straight up reviewing a game that I think was on 64. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, I think it was, uh, I don't know if it was called Duke Nukem 64 when it was on the 64, but on the Switch it's called World Tour, which might be like the uh, the sort of like special edition of Duke Nukem 64, but that is definitely what I'll be reviewing. And uh, boy, howdy, what a game. That's amazing. That's so great. <laughs> it's, so, it's I mean, look, if, if anyone wants to yep. look into to, to my future, I think at the end of the year, <laughs> this is a game I'm going to have to play too. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's not impossible. It's not impossible. <laughs> so oh, uh, yeah, yeah, we're gonna be, we're gonna be talking yeah. about Blue Fire and Duke Nukem 3D. And yeah. uh, because I'm not entirely sure if uh, Duke Nukem 3D counts as an indie game, <laughs> we're gonna do Blue Fire first. <laughs> that's fair. That that's that's very reasonable. Um, so Blue Fire is a game uh, developed by uh, Roby, R-O-B-I Studios, and published by mm-hmm. Graffiti Games. We have talked about a few games published by Graffiti Games over the last uh, few weeks. Most recent was um, Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion. You, oh, yeah, that game I on saw your radar? that. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's on my it's radar fun. in that I think I saw it. It's on the Switch store, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw it scrolling past looking for Nintendo 64 games, but I did see it. <laughs> um, it looked good. And... Yeah, so there's um, Roby Studios uh, based in Argentina. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a pretty sh- small studio, and uh, it is a marvel that they were able to pull off what they did. Um, when I first heard of Blue Fire, um, it was kind of pitched as 3D Hollow Knight. And I was yeah, like, wow, yeah. I think I'm so, in. That's appealing, um, yeah. So this came out in February this year, and so far it is on, uh, it's on PS4, Switch, Xbox, and Steam. So it's, you can play mm-hmm. it almost everywhere. And you basically, like... Okay, here's tick one in the Jackson Bailey department. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I've been playing this for six hours. Uh-huh. Couldn't tell you a single moment of story. Uh, oh. You know, I couldn't tell you a character's name. Lavins, I'm sold. That's all I need. <laughs> There's no voice acting. There is a little oh. bit of text that you can cycle through very quickly if you ever mm-hmm. encounter a person. But there's one guy who loves elevators. Oh, um, yeah, that's good. So... So that's fun. Yeah. Uh, do you like? What are your thoughts on elevators, Jackson? <laughs> I like elevators. I think I'm more of an escalator man, though. If say, I have to pick like between like... a later, escalators are cool and a bit dangerous. You know, every yeah, right. time you're on an escalator, briefly, no matter how many times you've been on an escalator, you imagine it de-skinning you. You know, <laughs> like you're gonna get to the bottom and gonna get sucked in and just be muscle for the rest of your life. The um, worst Final Destination movie, I think four. <laughs> Yeah, um, has one of the best deaths in it, and it is um, a death by escalator. Like, the only good death in the entire movie yeah. is a there death by escalator. Dying by escalator is cooler than being killed by an elevator, I think. But I think yes, more absolutely. people probably are killed by elevators. Yes, in the I'd long say run. So too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah, very, very like you know Zelda esque uh, story. Mm. Um, so speaking of Zord, Zelda, this game, I would say if, if you were to mix. A little bit of Hollow Knight, and I'll get yeah. into like you know the elements that they've taken. A little bit of Hollow Knight, but the overall look reminds me a lot of um, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. Specifically, when you become Deku Link, the oh, little yeah. 
yeah. little little like little fellow with a tube boy. mouth. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Um, you actually look. So imagine, imagine Deku Link, um, yeah. Jackson, looking at holding yeah. holding two swords, and Whoa. that is that is that your is character cool. <laughs> in this in this game. Uh, I, the story I, is like. Yeah. You know, your standard uh, darkness versus lightness And Classic. your main character Apparently he has both darkness and lightness within him mm, He does look cool Because I remember watching trailers for this When when I think the trailers first started coming out And it has Does it play more like a, like we, a Zelda Can you game? remember from when they first came out Or from when I sent it to you last night? <laughs> Who can say? <laughs> All I can tell you, Levins, is I have in my life watched the trailer. Okay, exactly good. when is anybody's guess? Um, but uh, it, does it play more like... Because something I always think is that the 3D platformer as a genre is 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 dead. I don't remember the last... It, it seems like no proper 3D platformer that's come out recently, even including stuff like Ukulele or whatever, is like has like recaptured the weight and the feel of like earlier 3D platformers. But this one looked maybe close. But I'm wondering, does it play more like a more like a 3D platformer or more like a kind of like a weird hybrid of that and uh, whatever Zelda is? Like what's well, the Yeah, so I it, it has it is very combat focused and I thought yeah. that a lot of the difficulty because I heard how about how difficult this game was. Mm. Um, I thought it was going to come from the combat, but actually the combat so all the situations I've been in so far, the bosses, um, I beat all the bosses on the first try, and I've oh, yeah. very mm. rarely died from combat-related mishaps. Damn, um, yeah. it's very easy to like. You, know, you have there's like a dash mechanic, a parry mechanic. You have like a shield that you can uh, like. So, you know, there are like souls elements or whatever mm, um, yeah, to the yeah. to the way you fight, but it's very very like light. It's pretty easy to get your head around the difficulty, <laughs> and goddamn, the difficulty <laughs> comes from the 3D platforming because that's great. You are traversing this, like, first you're in this, like, dilapidated castle um, and you've got to fight a bunch of monsters within the castle and then you get out of the castle and you're in these new areas. Um, First, you have to get get, get, make your way um, down some up some elevators and then you're in a sewer part. And mm-hmm. if you if you fall off a pipe, and the pipes are very narrow, so you're going to fall off a lot. You fall in the goop, and that that's like you have, you're, you're, you're then respawn, and you've lost yeah, two yeah. Of your, your health your health stars, your health hearts. Um, you know your health hearts. Yeah, um, dude, I dude, I get it. That's appealing, uh, so, though. Like that's I feel like difficult platforming is something that has been like de-emphasized in because like I'm trying to think of like what games that are close to like a 3d platformer for some reason all i can think is like tomb raider and like well, mario uncharted and but yeah well mario i guess mario like your your sort of nintendo games have somehow managed to keep that like magic of the the 3d platformer but but i think a lot of it is is the platforming is not the i, I guess mario it is kind of the point but i feel like there's a lot of modern platforming games where they're like the platforming is sort of secondary so it's nice to hear about a game where they're like this is going to be the challenge. The challenge for you is literally just traversing the game. Like that, yeah, well, that's very appealing to me. So there is the challenge that comes from within just traversing the actual levels themselves. Yeah. But, you know, you've played a Zelda game. If you mm. you start with three hearts, you know how, how you know, you're going to encounter enemies that can take off five hearts at one time. Mm. So you're going to need to get some more, some more hearts. Uh, in Zelda, you find what, like, like you find pieces of heart or you get gifted yeah. a heart every time you beat a boss. Uh, in this, you come across uh, challenge rooms. Uh, I can't remember what they're called, okay. they're called like curses or some shit. Something uh, like that, yeah. Voids. They're called voids because mm-hmm. you find the void, you enter it, and it is this big empty space with a bunch of platforms on it, and you have to do this balls hard platforming <laughs> challenge 
and that then rolls. once you and collect thirty orbs within this like yeah, yeah. floating level. Um, it's very similar to do you remember like the challenge um, levels in Super Mario Sunshine? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. the bird that's flying, and you've got to mm-hmm. get all the, and all you the coins get all the, back and shit. The different, yeah, yeah. It's very similar to that, um, and. You, when you when you find a void, it'll tell you like you know this is you know a one star out of five difficulty void. But yeah. I found I, I I finished a four star difficulty, and god damn did I die a lot of times. <laughs> but I died a lot of times on the first and second star difficulty ones too. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, it's and you get more. So like you know when you start, you have uh, just like a jump and a dash. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. can you can make long distances by doing it like holding down B to jump as far as you can and then dashing at the perfect moment to time it to land on where you go. And in those mm-hmm. challenge rooms there'll be platforms that like fall within a second of you landing on them. So you've got to be quick. Um uh, you then unlock a um an ability that allows you to run along walls. Um oh, you know, like that's a stamina cool. bar. So you kind of you you run and then you slowly descend and then you've got to jump off the at the last moment and then go over to where you need to go. Um that's sick. so that they play with that a lot. And then you get a double jump the- do you remember the Matrix game for like the PS2? I know, I know. I, unless unless it's your game of the year 2021, I doubt I'll ever play that game. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Well. That would be amazing if like your end game is like choosing like something on a defunct <laughs> con- console that I have to yeah, making it as difficult as possible for you to. You get to buy a, a fucking Sega Genesis or a. With a dance, dance revolution, man. <laughs> yeah, game of the year. It's it's all. It's just a cruel prank. No, and I've actually also never played this Matrix game, but I watched a friend play it when I was twelve, and that had a similar mechanic where you could run along walls and you could flip off walls like in the Matrix. It was cool. Yeah, maybe it. I got to track that game down. But yeah, sure. it had the same the same kind of running on walls in video games. I don't. It's one of the best feelings that and doing a wall ride in Tony Hawk, which is similar, I guess. They tried to doing like a running on wall thing in Marvel's Avengers last year, and it actually oh, did really? not feel good at all. Oh, like no. so much else in that game, it did not feel good. That sucks. I remember the running on walls thing was great in the the classic Spider Man Two for the for the PS Two. Oh yeah. Oh course. my god. One of the best. No better running on walls than that. Spectacular. Uh, but look, Blue Fire could give Spider Man Two the the ultimate <laughs> wall running game a run right for oh, its money. Goodness. Somebody's you, knocking you, out the king. Damn. You also, yeah, you unlock a double jump and then you also unlock a spin attack. So there are some gaps where you're like, I can't possibly make that when you first come yeah. across it. But the Metroidvania element um, comes in mm. because once you put together your jump, your dash, your double jump, and then your spin attack, then you can actually go quite Whoa. far, which is which That's is cool, cool, chaining all those things together. Yeah, and it also yeah, yeah. leaves so much room for fucking up. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, That's, That's sick, though. It sounds... It, Looking at the trailers, it looked like it would be not only hard to navigate physically, but the kind of maybe they're just my bad brain, but easy to get lost in the worlds. Like yes, definitely. We- yeah. Weirdly, there's no map, or there is, and I have no idea how to look at it. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> both could be possible. <laughs> um, but I can't. You kind of you do because you're you're platforming around the same areas. Yeah. You really get to know them inside and out. Oh, okay, that's good. Um, so. You don't really get super duper lost, but I'm like you know I'm probably at the midway point of the game, so mm. who knows how much more lost I could possibly get. Um, <laughs> I am fair. I'm loving it though. It is like yeah, like it's it's like a Nintendo 64 Zelda game where you play as Deco Link with swords, and there are Super Mario Sunshine challenges. Um, there's also like so many upgrades you can get, and at first you're like, how the hell am I going to get 
all the ore I need to yeah. um to to buy these things, and I've just like gotten this thing that I get double the ore, and I got the, mm. the biggest wallet yeah. in the game, Jackson. <laughs> and I'm, just, yes. I'm, I'm just farming ore at the moment. Yeah, that's and sick. It's kind of like because the um the the combat is just kind of fun and 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 like yeah the e- on the easier side of things you'll you'll spend like maybe an hour or two like oh, sorry half an hour to an hour like beating one of the one of the voids or like you know getting yeah. past a particularly hard platforming bit then be like okay cool I've saved now now I'm just gonna go to a place where there's heaps of enemies and and just slash my way around and enjoy myself that's yeah. sick that's not, it's nice that they've they've kind of done the opposite of the problem I find I have with a lot of modern non-Nintendo platformers where they've kind of de-emphasized the combat. They're like, wow, that's just the the fun whatever. It's the platforming that counts. What would you say, you made me think of this, what would you say is the most satisfying, like, video game challenge, I guess, to complete? Like a difficult platforming puzzle, a difficult combat encounter, a difficult puzzle. Like, what what gives you the most satisfaction? Because I'm thinking, uh, you know, what's it called? Like the city of something, you know, the Hollow Knight, puzzle yeah. section like completing that was like euphoric the, when i got with to the, the path end of, that, of pain as well yeah the path of pain yeah that's oh what God, i'm thinking yeah. of the, yeah getting getting through that was yeah i just felt like yeah, such like a you, legend yeah you're like oh my god like what a beast i am and then i remember when i played it a second time or maybe even the third time like breezing my way through it and being like i guess i'm the greatest gamer that's ever <laughs> lived you know what the, I mean? the hardest platforming challenge in hollow knight for me was there there, there are those big like i guess they're like millipedes or centipedes that oh, come up through yeah. the ground and you have to Fuck do this big section where you have to bounce your sword off mm-hmm. their pincers and and to collect Jesus. like you know a, a part of a void heart yep. or whatever the hell they call that stuff yeah 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 but that i did was it hell. That, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. i think it's what i what i that or maybe like one of the because i got i got 100 106 percent in hollow knight oh, yeah but nice before they la- uh, launched the the last the of the dlc and i was just like stuff, i'm yeah. good I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna do that shit <laughs> yeah, fuck uh, that be fine but yeah um yeah that was that, that that was one of the hardest things i ever did that and some of the boss fights i guess mm, the grim sure. but, the grim le- yeah. grim scout leader whatever his name is he sucked i don't that, think that i even awful. did any of the dlcs i just finished it before any of the dlcs came out and then was like ah, ah yeah, i'm good Hollow Knight, you know <laughs> Well, I mean, with that in mind, man, I would—I think you would really like Blue Fire. It just, yeah, like, it sounds like it. Definitely go into this though, knowing that like it doesn't hold your hand, it doesn't really usher you around. It's slightly That's more good, linear though. when it starts, and then it just kind of like you're just like, okay, find your way around now. There's you know, there's, mm. there's a few multiple paths, a few different things you can do, and you're gonna die heaps. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah, I'm not against that. Dying heaps is good, you know. It's yeah. like. I'm sure, you know, if you've listened to Thumb Cramps, you would uh, remember the story I brought up where I played Wario Land 3 and I died so many times that it the frustration became sexual somehow. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Nothing wrong with dying heaps. What That's happened great. to my body that day? Who can say? Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, that sounds amazing. It sounds completely up my alley. Like, I, I'm so into it. And I keep seeing it on the Switch store and being like, oh, do I? But I feel like it, when I saw the trailers, it had the potential to be one of those games where you're like, maybe if they'd had a little more money or some more direction, this would be great. But it's just like, I, I don't know. You know, there's a sort of, like, there's a certain kind of 3D platformer that comes out on the Switch store that's dog shit, you know? Yes, totally. <laughs> kind of, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. where you're like, you're like, what is this? Like, this yeah. is so kind of poorly put together. But it sounds like it sounds like it's great. So I reckon I'll definitely give that a go once I finish Duke Nukem World Tour. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you uh, if you have a Switch, uh, I think it's on sale on the Switch shop at the moment. Uh, it mm-hmm. should be between like fifteen and twenty bucks, depending on where you are in the world. And uh, I would definitely recommend it. It is really difficult, but there's so much charm to it. 
and uh, I'm 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 fucking I'm I'm in, baby. I, this is, You're this, in. This You're is, hooked. This is going to be a game that I come very very close to 100 percenting until I realize some of the final <sighs> challenges are just way too hard. So <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to call it. This is, this is a 92 percent game for me. 92 percent. Fuck. That's, as in, like, that's what I'm going to aim for. It's a level of Oh, right. I thought, I thought I'm like, I'm like, I didn't think you had like different ratings, but all right, 92%. Yeah, cool. Maybe, maybe that's how I'm going to rate my games now is the percentage, that's good, of, though. The percentage that's, of completion that's a, I, I plan to get. Yeah. That's a great way to rate games because it's honest. You know, you can say yeah, a game's totally. five stars or whatever, and you're like, but it's a, I'm only going to play 15%. And saying a game is like, oh, it's like a 30% game tells you so much more. That's a great way to rate games. Man. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improved jaw Line definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Well, you can uh, you can rate this next game that same way. Of course, we are about to talk about Duke Nukem Duke 3D. Duke Nukem 3D, i.e. Duke Nukem World Tour. So, obviously... I, I, for some reason, love Nintendo 64 games. Like, it's not like I had a Nintendo 64 as a kid. No games, though, for some reason. But I had the console. And uh, I was thinking about what my game of the year... Because I'm playing Pokemon Snap and I'm really enjoying it. And I'm like, but obviously, Pokemon Snap came out this year. It could never be my game of the year. So I was like, what Nintendo 64 games are available on the Nintendo Switch? And uh, there's Turok and, and Turok 2. 
So Turek 1 is apparently out for it, and I considered that. Uh, and then, obviously, there's Pod Racer. Doom 64 is there as well. But then I saw Duke Nukem World Tour, and I was like, well, it's the Duke. <laughs> i got to give it a go. And can I it's just say... It's the Nuke Man. It's the Nuke Man. If I had to describe Duke Nukem World Tour in one way, it would be severely fucked up. So, <laughs> what, but can we, before you get into it, can I... Yeah. What your history with this character? Do you have okay, one? Okay, of course, of course. So I, uh, I remember. I think the same friend that I watched play the Matrix game. I also <laughs> remember watching uh, play this game specifically, Duke Nukem uh, 3D on the Nintendo 64. Uh, it was a game that I watched them play, but I I didn't ever play myself. I was I, I had a strange relationship with this friend where I would just go to their house and watch them play games. I would never be allowed to play games myself. Yeah, I was a watcher yeah, too yeah. until like yeah. early high school. My parents got, my dad got just like his work were giving away old computers. Mm. And so our first computer was like some dog shit old, like, like I, yeah. IBM 386 or something. I don't know. I guess what the, I don't know. Mm. I could just be saying random letters and numbers, <laughs> but um, it was a very, very low, 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 like low memory, like very, very like fuck all yeah. memory. Like it was, it was a slow piece of shit. But at the same time, um, in in that era of the nineties, you could go to any two dollar shop, and oh. you could buy shareware games on on discs yeah. on floppy mm-hmm. discs. So I had a very extensive collection of floppy discs uh, from the two dollar shops, um, and I had Duke, Duke, Duke Nukem one or Duke Nukem two. <sighs> So specifically, like the way they would do it was they would do like a freeware, freeware or a shareware. Yeah, they would release like the first part of like three chapters or whatever of each game. So I have played, I've played through the first part of Duke Nukem one and two so many times. And that rolls. Like, yeah, like a a, a a scrolling, you know, gun, run and gunner. I guess where mm-hmm. you play like this, you know, American hero named Duke Nukem, and um, you've got to save the world from space aliens. Mm-hmm. And that, then yeah. I, I never had, I didn't have a console or a computer powerful enough. It was, it was PC only, wasn't it? Duke Nukem. Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah. What was it called? Duke Nukem 3D. And I didn't Duke have anything, Nukem, yeah. I didn't, never had anything powerful enough to play 3D. But I remember any time I would go to a friend's house, I was like, oh, dude, check it out. You can do a shit in this game. Yeah, um, you can, yeah. you can throw money at, at strippers and then yeah. shoot them. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, absolutely. It, it was and, like, that is a crazy thing playing through this. You're like, the amount of interactivity is, like, so much more than I would have expected for a game of this era. But, like, what you're doing with that interactivity, it, you know, is it worth your time? But, no, I, I did the same thing. I had heaps of floppy disks for my parents' old computer. Except mine were all, like, Commander Keen and mm-hmm. Jazz Jackrabbit and jazz. Uh, some... Yeah. Some other game where you played as, like, a... Some alien and you could suck onto walls. Cosmos like... Cosmic Adventure. Yeah, that's the one. So I, yeah, I, I had them. Uh, and yeah. I did exactly... There was only like the first couple of levels or whatever. So it was only um, like id Software or Apogee put out so mm, many yep. like iconic games for that era of my life. I think I went to a swap meet with the friend who I would always watch play video games. And he was like, you can just buy floppy disks. And I was like, <gasps> and that's when I, that's when I got them all. It was crazy. But yeah, yeah so I, you, I watched, would, you would finish. Yeah. I'm not done here yet. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I remember you, would, you would finish the first part, like the end of the floppy disk. And then in like mm-hmm. a, a graphic would come up on the screen and it would be like, um, almost like a trailer for the rest of the game. Yeah. And it's like, all you need to do is mail a check or a money order to this address <laughs> yeah. and we'll send you back the rest of the game. Yeah, I never yeah. did because that just... Oh, of course not. You never no bought idea anything what... online or anything like that. It was insane. No. 
And so funny as well with those games, like somehow I would just, so I'd have like, say, th- the first three levels of Jazz Jackrabbit and I would play them and then I, the floppy disk would run like it would be over and then I would just play them again. Like yeah. somehow, like my, my, I couldn't do that these days, but my, my like seven-year-old, eight-year-old brain was like, it's still good. It's still fun it to do. doesn't get better than this, yeah. Yeah, which is crazy. And I think as well, because I did exactly the same thing with Tony Hawk Underground. I played that game to to death. Like, I played every level to the point where I, I figured out how to glitch behind all the walls, to glitch to the top of every building, like every facet of that game, because I guess that's all I had. And now, like, I play a game for 10 minutes, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> I'm bored. I want something new. What happened? What happened to my attention span? Fucking hell. Maybe all games should just be available on floppy disks again. I think that would make things better. I think that would... I mean, I don't know how fucking... Like, 160 gig Call of Duty, how many floppy disks that is. <laughs> one metric ton just of floppy one, disks. To... one picture from the game. <laughs> yeah. Just look at it all day. Yes! Worth it! Fuck. Um, so, yeah. So, when I saw Duke Nukem, I'm like, I gotta do it. Oh, and also, I played uh, Bulletstorm... And oh, yeah. on Bulletstorm, there was, a, in the one that came out in the Switch, or maybe it was a re-release, mm-hmm. they had a, a thing where you could play as Duke Nukem <laughs> instead, um, instead of the protagonist. And it was funny because, like, it was not, not a very fun game, but it was funny because Duke Nukem, all of his voice lines were, were the only thing that was different. So they'd be like, you know, like, Dave or whatever, we gotta get out of here. And he'd be like, who are you calling Dave? <laughs> and like... <laughs> It was just so ridiculous, but like so I know, funny. Uh, I know, comic book writer Rick Remender, I think wrote, yeah. wrote did all the writing for that game. Oh, that rolls. That well, I hope that he did the writing for Duke as well. Yeah, yeah. So, um, of Duke Nukem World Tour, I have only played and completed the first. I haven't played it for very long, but I've only played and completed the first section. You can start any. There's like, I, I guess, like stories you can do they don't seem connected they're all about aliens certainly but they don't seem like like one doesn't lead on to the other um and they're they're like uh the, the one i've completed is called hollywood holocaust and then there's one where you go to mars and then there's like a couple of different ones and each one has about five levels in it so i've only completed hollywood holocaust so far uh but some choice moments so it's 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 a first person shooter it's uh the the every enemy is on a 2D plane, which makes hitting them very difficult because sometimes they'll turn on their side and then there's nothing to hit. And that's very frustrating, Uh, especially when they're flying. It's a nightmare. Um, The enemies are like weird lizard men and uh, pigs wearing LAPD outfits. (laughs) They're cops, but they're pigs. Very funny. Very brave. Very brave, exactly. Uh, but an early moment, right, I'm playing the game, first level of, of Hollywood Holocaust, and I, I come across a woman trapped in goo, and I'm like, what do I do? I go up to her, I press the interact button, nothing happens. I'm like, do I, can I do anything? And she's like, kill me. And I'm like, I have to kill this woman. <laughs> so, so I kicked her to death, and that's what Duke Nukem wanted me to do. You either leave her suffering or you kick her to death. Yeah, and that's right. what I mean by this game is severely fucked up. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't feel good doing this. Um, then later on, another choice moment is uh, I, I'm in a level called the Abyss. All right, I was in a level called the Abyss, and it's like a big cliff kind of complex or whatever where you're you're 
kind of exploring these cliffs and and you can fall off the cliffs into the like water below or whatever and uh, at one point you're going down the cliffs and everything goes red and it's already a hot, like like everything's tinted red and it's already a very difficult game to navigate because nobody thought about like making stuff stand out when they made this game. For example, in the abyss, I found out only toward the end of the level that there were actually buttons everywhere, but they're hand prints, but they're so pixelated that they just look like wall texture. <laughs> so they're a nightmare to find and even more difficult to find when everything's tinted orange. So I'm searching around. I'm like, where the hell am I meant to go? And I see a, a little handprint and I'm like, finally, like I've been searching for like 10 minutes. So I'm like, ah, the handprint hidden. Great. Press the handprint. It opens up a little cave. I go down the cave. In the cave, there's a fire, a nude woman dancing around the fire, and some health. And Duke Nukem's like, holy shit, didn't expect this. And I'm like, no, I don't want more boobs. I need to know where to go, Duke. And the woman says, kill me. Yeah, kill me. Kick me to death, Duke Nukem. Um, In the level Red Light District, which is the second level of uh, Hollywood Holocaust, there is a strip club. And you can go up to the strippers and you can give them money. Duke yep. does a little gesture of giving them cash. Some of them, they flash their, their breasts, which have tassels on them. Some of them do nothing. I'm sure in the 90s this seemed cool, but doing it now, I just feel like, I'm like, Duke, stop spending money on this. You're not, you're not getting anything. Duke, please. Especially because you don't, you don't really like have, you don't, it's like you're collecting money at any point. He just, no. He just, it's he's Duke's waiting. personal money. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't, away. You, you spend enough money on nothing else in the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he'll just be like, oh yeah, nice baby. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. Nice. You're like, Duke. Think about your bottom dollar. God damn. Think about Mrs. Um, Newcomb at home. Yeah, exactly. The little the Newcomb Dutch, twins. The Duchess of Newcomb. <laughs> <laughs> um, the best thing about the game is absolutely Duke's beautiful dialogue. So I don't know if this was in the original game. I assume not, but it's a, it's a nice feature because the game is bullshit, is that when you die, you go to the, like, you've died screen, and then there's effectively, like, you can rewind the level up to wherever you were up to any point in the level, really. So you could go all the way back to the start, or you could go just before you died and try that section differently again. But every time that happens, he's always like, this is starting to piss me off, or I hate when this happens, which is always very funny. You can press a button. You press Y, which is the interact button. Normally that opens doors, presses buttons, but sometimes it just makes Duke go, ugh. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. I remember that. <laughs> There's a grunt button. Just, uh, why? Why is he making that noise? Does it mean something's nearby? I can't tell. I genuinely have no idea. Um, it's incredible. It's got, and this is weird. So in Turok 2 Seeds of Evil, there's a map, but it's the worst map in the world because it's just like wire. Like it's like a wire map it's that doesn't really, t- yep. it's impossible to navigate. You, you've got no idea. Duke Nukem has the same map. I don't know why. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if that's what they it thought. It has Turok 2's map. <laughs> God damn, this is the fucking ancient seagull Rome full of dinosaurs map. Not downtown LA or whatever the hell it's meant to be. But there's a second version of the map, which is like a top-down, coloured-in version of the wire map, which is a little bit easier to navigate. But why they included both, I I have no idea. Um, You can turn on your adult-only content, so if you don't want nipples or breasts with tassels on them, I guess you can get rid of that. Have you found the poo yet? The poo in the the toilet? I don't think so. I did piss at one point, which was pretty good. Yeah, but I think you can poo as well. Or that might have been in Duke Nukem Forever, the, the the most recent one, where you can pick up a shit and throw it at people. I'm not sure. But uh, well, I know I'm it's... I just googled it. um, 
Duke Nukem yeah. poop. Turd burger. Yeah, that's trophy. a good. Poop I reckon can be found that's from... in toilets. Yeah, it's in Duke Nukem Forever. Yeah, okay, not Duke Nukem. The, the technology wasn't in... there yet. The... Yeah, they didn't have the good poop technology quite yet. Oh yeah, when you kick, so, so I don't know what this is about, right? There's a lot of things in this game that I don't. Like, like I can accept, but I don't know the reason behind. So your weapons, at least in in Hollywood Holocaust, are uh, you can kick, you can you get a pistol, you get a shotgun, you get pipe bombs, you get an RPG, and you get like a like a like a machine gun type thing, basically. Um, but you can also and you can select kicking as like a weapon you want to use. But you can also press R three and it kicks. But when it says that, when you use that to kick, it says mighty foot engaged. And I don't know what that means. I don't understand at all. There's a power-up you can get called Hollow Duke, which I also don't understand the function of. You just put up like a little Duke Nukem and he just is there. And I thought, oh, maybe it'd draw the fire of the enemies, but it doesn't. And and I don't know what he does. He just is there. It's very confusing. It's <laughs> great. Um, I'm trying to think what else is this. Well, a cool thing about this that I've not experienced yet, but I would love to, um, and I probably will at some point, is that I'm fairly sure you can do all of it uh, co-op with up to three people. So you can play the entirety of Duke Nukem 3D, Duke Nukem World Tour with your friends, which is great. What an excellent addition to the game. A lot of kicking each other, I imagine. Um, <laughs> it's It's... I don't know if it's just like these old games, but it is so hard to navigate and figure out where the hell you're meant to go most of the time. There's a lot of like you need the red card or the blue yes, card or the, this, that, that yeah. classic shit. Um, and sometimes the game, I, I don't know why this happens because the same thing happened with Turok 2. So in Turok 2, right, there's a, a game-breaking bug that has been in the game since the beginning where if you collect a collectible or whatever, it's like a key to a door, or you don't collect it, sorry, before moving on, when you go back, the key won't be there anymore and you can't progress the level. Mm -hmm. Um, And Duke Nukem is full of game-breaking bugs as well. I don't know why when they're remaking them, they don't fix them. Like, there's a door, it was like, oh, you need the, the yellow card to get through, but I could just open the door, but then I couldn't get back because I didn't have the yellow card. But thank oh, God shit. you can just... You can just kill yourself and rewind up to wherever you needed to go. It's uh, it's crazy. It's a crazy game. It's so, like, from kicking women to death who are trapped in horrible goo to pissing everywhere to every time you kill someone, Duke being like, eat shit and die. <laughs> Stuff like that. It's, it's incredible, though. It's like, it's... I, look, I, I don't want to go so early saying game of the year, but I think, Levins, there's a good chance you'll be playing Duke Nukem World Tour at some point in the immediate wait. future. So I think it's, this it's game, inevitable. Yeah, this game was uh, developed mm. by 3D Realms um, mm-hmm. and uh, has come out through various publishers. So since 1996, um, it, was on, it came out on MS-DOS for PC back then. Hell yeah. Then it was on Game.com. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a, like a website. I don't know. Um, oh, no. You know what it was? It was a handheld yeah. game console released by Tiger Electronics. Called Game.com. The, the, the Game.com. Yeah. That rolls. Uh, it looks like a... Wow. Like, real bad. Anyway, it was on that. It was on Mac <laughs> OS in 97, Sega Saturn in 97, PlayStation, mm-hmm. but then it was known as Duke Nukem Total Meltdown for some reason. Uh, in 1997, cool. it was also brought to Nintendo 64, Sega Mega Drive, but only in Brazil, <laughs> um, <laughs> Xbox Live Arcade in 2008, um, iOS in 2009, Android in 2011, Steam in 2013, PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Vita in 2015, Xbox One and PlayStation 4 in 2016, and in, in 2020, Nintendo Switch. That's amazing. That <laughs> um, rolls. So 
I'm 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 very I'm all for you like choosing this as your mm-hmm. game of the year, but I'm just looking at the other Duke Nukem games and thinking yeah. maybe some of these are worth you playing before you say this is your game. Of I think you're right. I think I should I should maybe dedicate to, for the time I spend in my life gaming. The next 2021 should be the year of Duke Nukem for me. Specifically, <laughs> make... the 2000 uh, PlayStation release, Duke Nukem Land of the Babes. Or oh my God. the 2005 mobile phone release, Duke Nukem Mobile 2, Bikini Project. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. How many Duke Nukem games are there? And could I play one every week for the, okay, right, for so the rest of the year? Four in the main series, Duke Nukem, uh-huh. Duke Nukem 2, 3D, and Duke Forever. Duke Nukem 3D, Duke Nukem Forever. Um, then we have then, uh, four spin-offs, Duke Nukem Time to Kill, Duke Nukem Zero mm-hmm. Hour, Duke Nukem Land of the Babes, and Duke Nukem yeah. Manhattan Project, which were mm-hmm. released from 1998 to 2002 on many different platforms. Uh, and yep. then we have the portable games. So Duke Nukem on the Game Boy Color, Duke Nukem Advance uh-huh. on the Game Boy Advance, oh, yeah. Duke Nukem Mobile on the Tapwave Zodiac, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Duke Nukem Mobile on mobile phones. You can't just make up fake consoles like that. Duke what Nukem the hell? Mobile 2 Bikini Project, Duke Nukem uh-huh. Arena, which is a mobile game, and finally on the DS in 2011, Duke Nukem mm-hmm. Critical Mass. Wow. There's also wow. a large amount, can you believe, of cancelled Duke Nukem projects. <laughs> like no as, way. as many games as I just told you that came out, there's as many uh that that, that were cancelled. That that didn't come out. That's incredible. Um there's also a, a if I wanted to really expand my my options, there's Balls of Steel, a pinball game that oh, has fantastic. a Duke Nukem tie-in, you know, as as you would want. There's the game Death Rally, which also has a Duke Nukem tie-in. So there's a lot of Duke Nukem uh uh ancillary um ancillary uh, projects and games that I could I could play as well. Apparently, I'm just looking it up now. I didn't know this, but the last episode or world of Duke Nukem World Tour was created for the 20th anniversary that I'm playing. So it'll be interesting to see the difference there uh, between that and this one. I wonder if it's going to have um, yeah, like references to like what the world is like in 2020. Like Duke Nukem yeah. gets COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'd still be cool. He'd still be coughing cool. Uh, hurry up and get this uh, over pa- with. There's a new episode of Tiger King out. <laughs> He doesn't, he doesn't quite it's, understand streaming. Duke, you could have watched no, it already he doesn't, already he doesn't yeah. You can watch them all at once. What are you talking about? Quiet, moron. <laughs> hey, you can't explain anything to the Duke. Um, it's incredible. I, I'm, I, I think this is, you know, going by the percentage review style, I think this is probably... Uh, I definitely want to finish the full story. Okay. I, I definitely think that that's, that's going to happen. Whether If there's any extra shit, I don't know if I'm going to be looking into that necessarily. But I've, I, I've done... Oh, LA Meltdown is not called Hollywood Holocaust. That's the first level of LA Meltdown. So I've done LA Meltdown. Mm-hmm. I want to do Lunar Apocalypse, where Duke journeys to space and discovers that aliens have captured Earth's women. Naturally. <laughs> I want to go... Yeah, of, of course. Then I want to kill the Cycloid Emperor in Episode 3, Shrapnel City. And then in Episode 4, The Birth, where they've kid- they use the captured women to birth an alien queen. And then Alien World Order, which is the, the one that was released for, for the... I, w- I want to finish it. You, you know, like, I- like I'm yeah. ever going to leave it all behind, you know. I love it. I'm a Duke Nukem man now. It's, <laughs> it's happened. You're a nuke man. I'm a nuke man. There's nothing wrong with that, but I'm a nuke man. Move I, over, Turok. <laughs> There's a new polygonal face in town. <laughs> yeah. I will and say... And he can piss. It, it, yeah, exactly. You can't piss, Turok, and you barely talk. 
Duke Nukem's talking all the time. Frankly, he won't shut up, you know? <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's an incredible game. It's it. I will say this, that the enemies in Turok 2 are much easier to hit and know where they are than the enemies in Duke Nukem Forever. I mean, Duke Nukem World Tour. But what? it's really my own cri- only criticism. Okay, so answer me this. Um, a new <laughs> yeah. fighting game comes out and you can... It's, it's, oh called, uh, it's called Jackson's... Uh, Jackson's Dream, <laughs> uh, and you can. There's the three uh-huh. characters on the roster, and they are Turok, oh, no. uh-huh. they are Duke Nukem, or uh-huh. Anakin Skywalker from uh, Star Wars Pod Racer. <laughs> oh shit! Um, Who are you picking? Well, Anakin, Anakin Skywalker is a little boy, so yeah, but no, but he actually gets one. to fight in his Pod Racer. Oh, oh, oh man! Oh, I-, <laughs> I don't. I couldn't pick. I would be sitting there. Still, like forever, I'd die there. I'd be, there's no, I'd be like Jack Nicholson at the end of The Shining, frozen in place. <laughs> Holding there's no way I'd be able to pick. Yeah, playing Jackson's Dream for the fucking Tapwave Zodiac or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Good memory. I, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, there's there's no there's no way I'd be able to pick between those. What carry Turok? Is silent and you know maybe fighting with that fucking the brain borer or whatever. Yep. Duke Nukem is being like eat shit and die. You're really pissing me off. And you know Anakin's being like you're being running them both down with a pod race. Duke Nukem's neutral B is piss. (laughs) (laughs) Neutral B kick woman to death. That's Duke. Why does he do that? Why did they put that in the game? And I can't leave them because they're in such obvious pain. It's horrible. <laughs> why can't you just like get a hose and rinse the goop off? Yeah, I don't know. Why can't I pull them out or anything? Yeah. Said I just, I, and I can't, you know, I mean, I, I could shoot them. I don't have to kick them to get to death. That's probably a bit, bit intense. I could just shoot them. But either way, it feels bad. None of it feels good. What a game. <laughs> so uh, that's a pretty pretty great Little little journey back into back when video games yeah. were good. Um, back when video games were good, a good game a trying game. to be an old game, and an old game trying to be a new game. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I suppose so. Um, Jackson, uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining mm-hmm. us on this episode of all Thanks the small for having games. Me. Um, if we want to hear you, you can on um, plumbing the Death Star, uh, mm-hmm. baseless speculation, and of course uh, the the other video games podcast on Sans Pants Radio, Thumb Cramps. Mm-hmm. You host all Absolutely. three of those with Joel Dusha and Joel Zamet. Um, mm-hmm. What if you could choose to play as them in the fighter? Oh, that would be... Well, no, because killing those guys as either Duke, Turok, or Anakin, Anakin. would be Anakin. just wonderful. In, in a pod racer. <laughs> yeah, running them down, hit and run. Yippee! Just across the street. Okay, what a, one move, okay, new, I'm gonna neutral add, A. I'm going to add yeah. one last fighter to the, to the, to mm-hmm. the Jackson's dream on the... Yeah, on the tap wave zodiac, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and that is uh, um, Watto from the menu screen of uh, of Star Wars. Oh! <laughs> I pick Watto yeah, every time. I'm a Watto main. <laughs> yeah, Watto main. That's great. I'm, yeah, I main Watto. I main Watto and Jackson's dream for the tap wave zodiac. You know, <laughs> Jackson. Thanks so much for joining us. If uh, you want to get in touch me. with the show, you can. All the small games at gmail.com is our email address, and we have a Patreon uh, very soon. As soon as uh, John's little infant allows it, we're going to record a new Patreon an episode all about the game The Ooh. Stanley Parable Have you ever played that one before? Oh, nice Checks No, but I see it And people tell me to play it And I'm like I don't think I want to Yeah But that's I'm, just me I'm not sure if you'd like it or not Maybe you would Yeah um, And uh, tell. We, um, we also have a Discord community That you can join via our Patreon as well And uh, we're on Facebook Facebook.com slash all the small games And at Twitter At all the small game Thanks so much for listening Thank you to Jackson And uh, Anytime No thank you to John's baby <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, we're sick of it. Enough. <laughs> Grow up. Be five already. Hard. A very yeah, manageable the five. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, everyone. See you next time. I'm sorry about that, Levens. I am dumb. <laughs> let's uh, let's go from the top. Yeah, I am dumb. I got a terrible brain, but I, it's fixed now. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.